Hey guys, you're listening to the Mum to Mum podcast. We're your hosts. I am Becca. And I'm Nancy. And this is a safe space where we're going to be having real life conversations about motherhood. Talking about all the ups and downs that we all face and generally bringing all the shit to the surface. Okay, welcome to episode three of the Mum to Mum podcast. <laughs> yeah, what's we needed the theme a theme tune? tune. We needed, I don't know. We I mean, that was one. beautiful, yeah. whatever that was. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back, guys. Welcome yeah. back to episode three. Yes. Good to um, have you here. It is very good to have you here. And um, sorry, I'm just moving this mic down because it's a bit <laughs> oh, funny. Um, but yeah, so we are going to be talking about parenting authentically. Um, in this um, podcast episode and yeah just all of the things that kind of come with that um, you know mindset wise and also like I suppose just staying true to you and your values while parenting because I think that's something that's really important and also quite like um, highlighted at the moment particularly on social media and stuff yeah you know the gentle parenting movement is a huge thing at the moment sure Um, and yeah so we're going to dive into all of these topics. Um, but yeah, so let's start with you, Nance. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. Let's start with you. Um, so what sort of things would you say are important when it comes to like staying true to you in motherhood, especially through that first transition? Um, I think not... Um, listening to everything that you hear before your parenthood journey, your parenthood journey and um, believing them to be gospel. Oh, yeah. That's, um, <laughs> what I found in society in general is that when women are expecting their babies, people cannot stop preparing them for the worst. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I was constantly told like, oh, just wait. Just wait until you have the baby. That's when it'll get back. Just wait till they're six months. Just wait until she's a year old. Just wait till you have another one. Yeah, I was like, yeah. constantly waiting for <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah, it's like the worst is yet to come. Not the best, it's the worst. That's just <laughs> yeah. such a sign of the times though, right? Yeah, because 100%. The society, like, society that we live in is so focused on like the negatives and... Yeah. The lack, like, and it's because people, again, like, people aren't sort of getting clarity on the fact that you know, people maybe aren't really that present and like realizing that what we've got is something so special, you know? Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. of course, there are challenges in motherhood, but why are we focusing on those when the the bigger picture is that we get to birth these beautiful humans and guide and nurture them yeah. through life, and there is so much to enjoy out of that. But yeah, mm-hmm. people cannot stop. Like, yeah. it's like verbal diarrhea. They just. <laughs> Verbal diarrhea. It is. One image. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But do you know, do you know what actually really annoyed me about that though? Is Mm. that I was told throughout my whole pregnancy that motherhood would be really hard. And because I was quite a natural mother, Mm. I didn't actually find it all that hard. No, no. Like my instincts kicked in. Like I know there were hard parts, but I actually loved the whole experience. I loved my birth experience. I loved you know, my first kind of newborn stage. I'm loving the stage we're in now, even though it's the crazy, amazing twos. I refuse to call it the terrible twos, Yeah. you know? But yeah, it's like, it's crazy that people, yeah, just try to force that opinion. And then it kind of like, yeah, 
it creates that negative mindset in new mums. Yeah. And I wonder if people actually mean it when they say it. I wonder if it's just so habitual because everyone else is saying it and like yeah. human beings are tribe kind of tribal as a culture. Yeah. They don't want to be the one to say something different. Yeah. And because it's so accepted that we speak that way about it. Um, I wonder if that's why. I wonder if people actually, I'm sure not, not everyone means it because I know as mums, we all love our kids and we all think it's a beautiful journey, but it's just such a, a thing that people do is they they want to prepare you for the things that are coming. Like, oh God, wait till you have no sleep. You know, that kind of, that's yeah. so commonly said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know, the sleep for me hasn't been so bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, you're, you get used to it. Like, of course, the first year after having a baby, you're probably... Oh, that's something that people said as well. They were like, the first year, you're absolutely fucked. You can't do nothing. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. That yeah. was lies. I know. Yeah. And do you know, I think I've created some of the best and most valuable friendships that I've ever like made throughout my motherhood journey. Yeah. And I, I don't say that lightly, but, you know, I, I was expecting to be a hermit for... Mm like a couple of years but yeah. I've actually been out meeting new people more than I ever have in my entire life yeah <laughs> so yeah oh my god and yeah. that's literally just brought me back to something else that people say they just keep it <laughs> they keep rolling <laughs> they're coming through yeah. to me I feel like spiritual person <laughs> I feel like I'm in contact with the spirits and they're coming through to me literally yeah that's so true how many times do people say like oh your life will be over when you have two kids because I've got two. Yeah, and when I like two under two, two under two. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, and when I had Levi, people didn't say it so much. But when I was expecting my second, they were like, "That now your life's going to be over." Why? <laughs> why? Why was it over for you? Why did you, why, why did you let that happen? It's not over. <laughs> right? Yeah, you create your own reality. Yes, you do, and it's like. We can involve our children in everything. You, you say like, I, I say, oh, I, I want to take the kids to Bali. I can't wait. And then I'd have people around me say like, can't do that. You've got two kids under two. You can't fly long haul. Why? Well, that's it. Yeah, flights are another one. Yeah, they just keep coming. But like, oh no, you're not taking her on a flight, are you? <laughs> oh, our ears will get sore. She'll be terrible. You'll, she'll be screaming the whole way. And, and honestly, she, she didn't. Just no. to clarify for anybody who said that, she didn't. Side she note. was, Side yeah, no. <laughs> Adley was fine. <laughs> she was fine. She actually loved the plane journey and just said airplane and then fell asleep. It's new. <laughs> it's an experience for them, and unlike we can, we can basically. So going back to the original question, we've totally yeah. sidetracked. Um, <laughs> I think that's probably the most important thing that I've learned is like don't take on the limited beliefs that other people have around their, you know, about what parenting is and what it should be form your own and um you know I I I had all these ideas of what it might be like and I realized that actually it's not like that and I don't have to pretend that my experience is like that or downplay that I can mm -hmm. say that actually I've really enjoyed these moments and um the same with like breastfeeding with breastfeeding mm -hmm. people said that you know I wouldn't get a a minute to myself and it didn't matter to me because it was almost like it was portrayed as a, a hindrance Mm -hmm. uh, whereas I actually found it like a really beautiful bonding experience and I'm grateful that I get to do yeah. that um yeah. so I think yeah like just just do whatever you feel is right be authentic mm. parent pa parent authentically to you in a yeah. way that makes you feel good yeah 100% and 
yeah I think like that kind of leads on to I suppose like how we create that kind of mindset and influence for generations to come I know we've talked about this a lot um and we love generational trauma Yeah, we love this topic. We talk about oh. this topic all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I suppose when we are kids, you know, we take on a lot of, yeah, we're just sponges really, aren't mm. we? Yeah. We, we subconsciously absorb things um, a lot um, when we are just kind of in our parenting environment. And that's why so often we find that, you know, parents parent exactly the same as their parents. And yeah, it happens for generations and generations. Yet yeah. we are both kind of at the point of, you know, breaking that generational pattern, you know, um, and yeah, trying to create a generational pattern of wealth, health and uh, wealth, being health. your best self. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That should be the slogan, wealth, health and being your best self. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, like... It's really important. I mean, I'm I'm not pretending that I had a traumatic, and that's not what I mean by generational trauma. I had a really lovely childhood. I have incredible parents and they're amazing. I'd never change them for the world. Um, but, you know, there are things that I get to decide and we all get to decide. Do we want to carry this on um, when I'm raising my own family? Mm-hmm. Um, or do I actually want to change the narrative now? Yeah. Um, and what is, this is a question for you actually, what example do you have of a general, a general, a general, <laughs> general. <laughs> a generational curse um, or a generational pattern that you don't want to carry forward into your motherhood journey with Adley? Um, I think a generational pattern that I have experienced that I, I've gone through a lot of like things with my parents and they know I love you, mum and dad. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I experienced a lot of disconnect from um, my parents and I've seen that in generations before um, especially throughout my teens that's Mm. not the case now Um, but I think that was because for some reason there has been a generational pattern of um, just not having a safe space you know within like the mother-daughter or father-daughter dynamic where I was able to bring everything to the table without feeling unloved and that was no that was no fault of my parents yeah. at all. Aye. That was just, uh, I suppose, a mindset that I was in as well, where I wanted to hide things. I wanted to cover up. Um, so for me, like one of the things that I'm hot on is creating a, a conversation or an open space that Adley will be able to tell me anything without judgment and knowing that she is 100% loved. Um, you know even at this stage where she's just kind of coming into talking whenever she does something naughty I remind her that I love her yeah you know yeah and (laughs) but it's a big thing for me and uh, I know that um, Nathan agrees like he's wanting that too Um, but he had a very positive experience in that way where he shared I mean I I don't know why but he he overshared with his (laughs) mum yeah yeah I didn't do that yeah (laughs) I think I was more on your wave as well when it comes to the parents but I think that's really beautiful and really important to be able to have that openness and um for your children to feel confident that you're not going to judge them Mm -hmm. that they that they that you do love them no matter what because if you're if you don't feel that love from your parents it's uh not that love but you know if you don't feel like that um then it does it, it sets the tone for the journey that you experience kind yeah. of especially throughout your, te- your your teens you know your teens are a 
Oh God, <laughs> my teens yeah. were, were, they weren't a terrible time, but they were a massive learning curve. And oh yeah, you know, I'm just hoping that my kids don't do things that I do. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what? We will, <laughs> I can't wait to navigate the teenage years with you because I feel oh. like you'll keep my head screwed on. <laughs> My gosh, I'm not mentally prepared for it yet. I I won't even. We will be though. Lie. We've got time. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will be. But I'm gonna really enjoy these moments. And and this is it. Why you know when people talk about the the terrible twos, as people call it. Yeah. I bet there are parents at later at later stages of their journey just wishing they could turn the clocks back and yeah hold their babies for a little bit longer I know it's like you're wishing your their lives away mm, like yeah. and the experience away you know because we are raising adults at the end of the day yeah. you know you have a child for you know 16 to 18 years really I mean and they're adults by the end of that aren't they so it's yeah. like but you are raising uh well, well my aim is to raise an emotionally mature and content adult yeah you know yeah. rather than you know, raising children as we, as we say. Yeah. And that's really important. And, um, I saw something the other day actually, um, on, on raising your, your children and, um, how we kind of on, in society, we expect them to, we expect to raise children and expect them to grow up at the exact same time. It's like yeah. that pressure of wanting them to be a child, but also wanting them to be an adult when we need them to do what we're asking them to do. Yeah. Um, and I think that's quite an important thing to remember that they are children. We, we want that we encourage them to be children and yeah. celebrate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, what's just clicked there and this is not in our notes at mm. all, but like the, the way that you were saying, like all of these expectations are placed upon children to be these different things. Yeah. We, we carry that into adulthood of in we our do. lives. That's like what so many of us experience with expectations of, you know, our, our jobs, providing an income, being a mum, being fully present, being able to go out and do all the things we've got to do, having a clean home, yeah. you know, it's like... Having a clean but, home. But we're actually living in that stress from <laughs> being kids. Having a clean home. I, My mum's watching this right now. My mum is judging. <laughs> my mum, no matter how much I clean my oh. home, it will never be clean enough for Caroline. Okay? <laughs> Caroline knows it. <laughs> Caroline, do you want to come and clean my house too? Oh That'd be my great. God. <laughs> That's a generational pattern. I'm <laughs> Anxiety over the cleanliness of my home. Um, oh, no. I honestly don't know how she did it with five. Um, but yeah, I... Um, I think on that, like, what was your, this is just something that I'm interested in knowing. Um, what was your, like, parents' money mindset like? Interesting. I mean, money wasn't really talked about mm. in our home. Um, I know that, you know, yeah, it was either, like, spending all that we had or, you know, not spending anything, I think. <laughs> I mean, mum and dad might... Uh, be telling me that that's completely wrong but that was my perception of it as a child you know um and I think in moving into adulthood that was exactly how I functioned if I got money into my account I'd spend it because I thought it was there to spend mm. <laughs> <laughs> I you can know? relate yeah. yeah 
I can I was like, 100% relate. I mean, college. I went, I went to college at 16. So yeah, I got like my student loan through and I booked a holiday to Turkey. <laughs> I bought myself lots of furniture from my Ikea and then I was like, shit, where's my money gone? So you lived on a diet of baked beans from the ages of 16 to 18. Basically. Yeah. I mean, not even um, that. I think it was McDonald's from across the road. Yeah. It was awful. Whatever, whatever. I mean, university years are wild I never went to university but I remember friends of mine spending all their money naturally on nights out and then eating like rice for the rest of the time <laughs> yeah. and that's wild isn't it like yeah. what we're prepared to do I know. um but yeah I think that's it's important like what we learned from our parents about money mindset because I I did the same thing I um I looked at it like you know my parents are very generous people and my dad would say things like money comes and goes mm-hmm. um it's kind of his ethos yeah <laughs> um which is true money mm-hmm. is you know energetic um but we can you know it's not necessarily about the money I realize now it's not necessarily about the money that we make it's how much we can keep mm-hmm. um and I definitely didn't have healthy habits of spending money when I was younger because like you say I was 17 when I got my first job um I had I think I was earning like a thousand pounds a month at the time and to see a thousand pounds in my account yeah was mental it's, it's amazing <laughs> isn't it when you first get a job and you're like I have all of this money oh like, my god it's like you're following that carrot dangling on the end of a stick yeah who's like, going slug and lettuce yeah. tonight <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To me. yeah I know um, I actually used to think in my mind if I got another shift at work I'd be like oh yeah an extra night out <laughs> yeah that's it yeah that's what I believed yeah. I, I, I didn't ever like I really only in recent times have gained clarity on what my purpose is in life. Like I didn't, I disconnected from the fact that I'm a spiritual being like mm-hmm. for, for oh, ages. Yeah. I drowned that out with enough alcohol. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I genuinely didn't have any idea why I was here. I genuinely thought we were put on the earth to like by chance and um, just to like go out and, and enjoy my Saturday and Friday nights and continue yeah. and get back in, into the rat race. And I genuinely thought, that we were all here to party on Saturdays. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, but that's how people people live for the holiday, don't they? They live for the, the weekend. The temporary distractions. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how people can go their whole lives doing that. Because for me, I, yeah, I don't know. I just wouldn't have been able to go that that far without asking the question. But I think it's just consciousness, isn't it? Yeah. In our society, it's just yeah, it ignored. Is. Um, I have always been someone who deep down questions the narrative. Like I did, but I think it, because of the temporary distractions, like the partying and things like that, I didn't stop to think whether or not my life was going in the direction that I wanted it to. Um, mm. Obviously starting a family changed things massively. And that's when really um, it started to, I started to gain some clarity on that. But I think um, that's definitely like a, a generational pattern that I want to break is not gliding through life and, being intentional and deciding that I'm I'm here for a reason and like that you know this is finding your I'm on my life path at the moment I can feel that and I know yeah. that um and I want like my children to experience that too and to find something that they love and and serve their purpose and, yeah yeah because our kids they do like copy our actions we can you know say whatever we want but they will do what we do yes they don't understand words no it's yeah. that download mode that we're in till the age of seven. We literally, it's monkey see, it's monkey see, monkey do. We yeah. are learning from what we see, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? So that's really important. Yeah, definitely. Yes. But 
yeah I think the only other topic that we were wanting to cover is like I suppose standing up for what you believe in mm. I know that you are incredible at this um <laughs> you don't yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're very opposite ends of the scale I would say mm. on standing up for what we believe in at the cost of relationships yeah. as well I think that's a big thing because you know I we always talk about the mother-in-law thankfully I have a lovely relationship with my mother-in-law but we always talk I don't know do you know what I mean like it's like when we are standing up for our beliefs in terms of parenting in terms of what we want for our children Mm. it can often be like bombarded with can't do that but it's about setting strong boundaries for the sake of ourselves and the sake of our children yeah yeah yeah, I think so too I mean I don't have I have a great relationship with my mother-in-law too it's it's not I would say (laughs) again um that this will be kind of I lived in my mum's home for like the first year of Levi's life um and that was a really different um experience altogether because when you're raising your family um you like have your own you want to create your own kind of like rules and yeah and boundaries right yeah that's the better word you're creating your own space your own family space yeah and mm-hmm. it's really difficult to do that because it, when you live in your someone else's home i.e your parents home you need to respect their boundaries too so yeah. the lines were blurred that's interesting yeah the lines were blurred there and, and then when we finally like we were, we were staying there to get on the ladder when we moved out into our own space and um, things did get very different and actually interestingly my experience now parenting now that I have two now that we're in our own space is probably completely different to what it would be if we still lived with other other people in what way um just that I'm more like I really the first time I had my little one (laughs) Levi um I really I think I was seeking a lot of validation from my mum for her. I wanted the belief that she thought I was a good parent because I yeah. think my mum's a good parent. Yeah. 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 I, I felt that too, actually. Yeah. And I haven't realised that until now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're seeking affirmation, like from your own parental figure. Yeah. yeah. Because, and it, I suppose that's a, a compliment to them because I think that my mum is a great parent. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it doesn't mean that I need to continue everything that I've learned, but... Um, she had five children, all under the age of eight, and we, um, you know, we were all like really well looked after. We we had a happy home, a loving home, and um, she was very organised. And there's a lot of things that I admire about my mum, particularly her strength um, and how she kept things going for a long time. We'll save that story for another day. <laughs> but um, but yeah, there's a lot of things I admire. So when I became a parent, I wanted my mum to think that I was a good parent, mm-hmm. uh, but what that was doing I was like questioning everything that I was doing and like really just making decisions based on what I thought she thought would be good yeah but actually there were some things that I wanted to do like look look at a more holistic holistic way of like looking after ourselves our health which is not something that my family have taught us before so it was stepping away from what I'd known as well and unlearning those things yeah and I think it is really important to become clear on what our opinion is because forming my own opinion was a huge part of my journey because I'd just taken other people's opinions on for years and years and years so when I started kind of my personal development Mm. I really had to actually start clearing my mind of you know like all of these different opinions by going why do I actually think that 
yeah. you know who's what who said what where's my evidence and really go back to basics yeah. and that was definitely something that I've had to do during like my motherhood journey too is ask myself on the regular you know why do I think this yeah is this my opinion do I want this to be my opinion and if not let's change that yeah and that's a <laughs> good know? breakdown as well and it's so like it's more difficult than we think isn't it the whole um so so the self-development journey I would consider to actually be what self-care means yeah you know um, and it, it isn't always a comfortable thing. It's, it's often no. quite uncomfortable, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Because when you, if I was to ask, if you were to ask me last year before I went on the personal development journey what self-care was, I would probably tell you getting my hair done, getting my nails done, yeah. getting a coffee in yeah. the name of self-care. But self-care isn't always comfortable. It's no. like eating your healthy meals and getting up early to exercise, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Getting a routine in place, like those are uncomfortable things. I mean, it it was definitely uncomfortable for me. I don't know about it was uncomfortable else. for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was yeah. uncomfortable for most of our viewers. So it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but and and it's also like just on what you said there about breaking down your beliefs and getting into your own mind and trying to understand like what's going on in your head. That part isn't always comfortable. No, and it takes work. Yeah, it and takes real work to recognize patterns. You need to be like considering it daily you yeah. know so it takes it takes work it takes effort even just to remember to do it <laughs> initially you know yeah it yeah. does and I think that like that's what true self-care is and I think anything else really like the just you know the getting your head on getting your nails done yeah it's lovely but it's more self-comfort dressed up as self-care yeah um uh-huh. and the, really the most important thing we can do is connect with ourselves and like, look after ourselves mentally and I think the way that we do that is what you were just saying like check in with your thoughts mm-hmm. um yeah. think about what makes you happy think about whether or not these are beliefs that you believe or whether they're ones that you've inherited mm-hmm. yeah mm. and start with you yeah, yeah. on this journey Love that. yeah start with you and prioritize you because that is the thing that is going to make you the best parent that you can be yeah exactly you do you mama you do you yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah we'll end it there but thank you so much for listening and we will see you on the next episode yes guys so guys we hope you've enjoyed listening and taking some value from what we've shared today if you would like us to share your story on our podcast or you would like to share your thoughts then head over and connect with us on our page mum to mum podcast on instagram thank you for listening guys see See you on the next episode. episode